0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you to our business. Christopher Roland. he's been on the Price of Business before. Uh, he's with the Washington Post. Any long-term listener of the show knows about the series I've been doing with Washington Post reporters now for uh, about two years. And uh, Christopher was the lead reporter recently in a story with the Washington or uh, for the Washington Post on a, a tragic story that uh, came uh, when it came to an assistant living. Facility and Christopher, welcome back to the program. Tell us a little bit about what you cover and go ahead and kind of set the stage for this important story. Frankly, it's, it's got pure, pure surprise potential. And I, by the way, have predicted a couple of pure, pure surprise stories over
1: the years. This has that feel. Welcome
0: back to the show.
1: Oh, wow. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back. And um, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you about this. Uh, i am the um uh business of health care reporter at the washington post, and in the last uh year or so i've been focusing on uh l- the business of long term care uh so uh you know once people retire and they uh become uh uh they are in need of assistance they go into nursing homes assisted living memory care uh they need home care so I, that's kind of made i've made that kind of my beat lately and so that uh has uh, evolved into our discovery that about uh, assisted living um, and memory care. Uh, assisted living operators have established a, uh, a new category of care within assisted living facilities, uh, or sometimes standalone as well as memory care. They call it so, sort of a euphemism. It's dementia care, and uh, so people have you know Alzheimer's and other cognitive impairments, and they have a lot of serious needs. Um, they're and they are at risk of uh wandering, which is one of the um uh you know a certain cohort of dementia patients will become very agitated they can become confused uh and oftentimes they wanna leave um and but it's too dangerous for them to be wandering outside and out free in the um in streets or parks or the woods or uh and so what we did was we went through um and documented. Uh, this problem uh, and the root causes of it and uh, and the horrific consequences uh, and the lack of attention to this issue and to any assisted living regulation at all and memory care uh, by the federal government, so that's kind of a summary of what what we uh, set out to do and um you know I'm grateful for your kind words Yeah, we're very very pleased uh, at the results we found that um uh, uh, about two thousand people in the last five or six years have uh wandered out or been left out of assisted living facilities. So that averages around a one a day. Uh and um tragically about a hundred of those uh died, you know, from uh exposure to extreme elements, freezing, um, or uh just literally being uh you know, exposed to intense heat in Arizona, California out. They they get left out on patios, uh, they wander outside, and unbeknownst to caregivers, um, one lady in Phoenix uh, wandered off and died in a, in a dry irrigation ditch, and she was out in 104-degree weather um, walking, you know, and with severe cognitive impairment, not knowing where she was going or that she was even in danger, you know. So a lot of these patients don't know when they are in a hazardous situation because they can't process that information there. They're unable to sort of tell danger from safety.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's tragic, and that number seems astonishing. Um, Have you compared that time frame with previous ones and what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of results there were?
1: Uh, No, we didn't. Uh, Previous years, I mean, it's previous years.
0: Because I'm wondering how much is this connected to uh, all of the chaos around COVID?
1: Uh that's a good question so certainly the, one of the re- root causes of um of these uh what are called elopements and oddly in the ter- uh, regulatory terminology uh, uh walkaways is probably a better term um but also that doesn't encompass people who are left out or left in vans uh, unattended or unsupervised and they die but um but uh, uh you know the root cause often is bad training uh, of staff, uh, insufficient numbers of staff, uh, lack of vigilance by staff, and, uh, and just uh, poor culture of safety and vigilance and care and good quality dementia care uh, in facilities, um, you know, in the industry. There, I'm sure there are plenty and there are plenty of uh, good facilities that do a good job and are very conscientious, they have a, a, a appropriate culture. They do train and they uh, do understand what appropriate dementia care is, but with just the explosion of, of people um, in the last 10 years who are uh, in assisted living uh, with um, uh, dementia and in uh, and, and segregated uh, memory care units, uh, there's been a, a, a lack of rigor in the approach to dementia care and uh, and how well people. Um, uh, you know, address the, the needs of these very specific, uh, specifically ill patients who need uh, guidance. They need uh, activities. They need distraction. They need care. They need, so, you know, so, so to answer your question, the pandemic definitely disrupted staffing in long-term care facilities. Uh, the it, it exacerbated a worker shortage, But, you know, the problem is that the industry points the fingers at worker shortages. But one of the big reasons for the worker shortages is that the industry pays terribly. It treats these jobs as bottom-rung jobs, Um, entry-level. You know, the people who uh, take care of your mom and dad in a facility like this who have a high level of needs are paid around the same or even less as a Starbucks barista or a hamburger flipper at Burger King. And uh, so... You know, these are high. These jobs require a, a much greater degree of attention than they're getting in these facilities because of the poor staffing models and because of the lack of training.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, and, and as I read it, you know, people have imagination. That includes me. I read a lot. I read, you know, I got my, you know, annual checkup from the Washington Post of how much I read, You know, I've been a subscriber for quite some time, and I was impressed by how much I read. I love, I love the post stories. I think they're, they're, uh, it's one of the very few serious uh, papers out there. I don't agree with it on everything. I'm kind of right at center, and I, I think it's very important for people to read perspectives that rub against their view in order to be good citizens and really a uh, smart news consumer, so with all that purpose. But as I read this, my imagination said, this story really evolved. You know, and then when I look afterward, I don't always look at who writes, although I like to look out for, for people who have been, you know, guests, uh, you know, on the show. And so I, I, you you caught my eye in all that. But what impressed me, you know, my mindset as I read it, this had a lot of people involved, (laughs) you know, because there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of nuance in this article. It's phenomenal, you know, and and in fact, I see that that you were the lead writer of of it. looks like a half a dozen that were involved. Did this thing evolve in terms of what you were trying to do reach-wise, or did you begin with a large team looking at this?
1: Uh, well, the genesis of the project was, uh, you know, The Post is a great place to work because, um, you know, the, the editors really want us to swing for the fences uh, and come up with big ideas and ambitious journalism. And so this fits into that category. Uh, and um, I, so I pitched uh, a project on this space um, uh, on assisted living in general at the beginning or at the end of last year, a little, I guess exactly a year ago uh, for 20, you know, heading into 2023. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, as we, uh, and I did a few shorter pieces, uh, about the high cost of assisted living and about people getting evicted from assisted living and, um, also about, um, homeless seniors. So I could, you know, other things on my beat of long-term care. And what we realized was that there was just an enormous appetite in, among readers, uh, for this, um, for these stories, for, uh, you know, understanding this world of long-term care, uh, and particularly assisted living, which is heavily marketed. It's extremely costly. Um, it's really, uh, at its core, it's a real estate business. Um, and uh, with an overlay of of caregiving, uh, of needs of daily living, um, they're not supposed to handle people with, like, advanced needs and high acuity. But uh, what has happened as they evolved um, – they have a business model that they can a- earn more money uh, for having higher acuity uh, uh, patients, and memory care is one of those things. So they charge like an extra two grand a month. you know, Just to give your listeners a- an idea of how expensive these things are, the average is around $6,000 a month for an assisted living. It goes up another 1500 or $2,000, uh, so up to 8000 or so uh, for a memory care unit on average. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, so, you know, the industry sees, uh, you know, a lot of money in this and has promoted it and has, you know, developed this model over the last decade. But what that means is that there's a higher level of acuity people in this with a higher level of needs, with a higher level of dementia, with a higher level, um, problems of, uh, uh, risk, fall risks and all, and wandering risks and all this stuff. Uh, and they're not equipped, uh, necessarily to uh, handle all this. And in some states, they're not even supposed to. They're supposed to assess the patients um, uh, regularly to determine how much their dementia is advancing. Uh, But of course, by doing that and discovering that people have higher acuity than they should, than they are allowed to have in that facility, they're going to hurt their own revenues by transferring them to a nursing home or saying, you know, to the family, like, look, we can't take care of your person here anymore. So there's a lot of economic incentives. Uh, You know, the the real estate investment trusts that own um, the properties uh, have a business model. that is you know built on rewarding investors uh who are you know invest in non uh, non taxable reits uh so there's a lot of um economic incentives to not provide good care
0: that was Christopher Rowan, and he's with the Washington Post. What a phenomenal story! Like I said, this really does look like Pulitzer Prize-winning material to me, and uh, I've been very impressed by it. Make sure you check it out. It's easy to do. Just go to priceofbusiness.com, and you'll see a link to this Washington Post article. Plus, I want to mention again, I have uh, been a long-term subscriber to the Washington Post. I have a I have a very specific worldview. I am conservative. However, I uh, also I need nuance and different perspectives give me that. So uh, I encourage people to check out WashingtonPost.com. Stay tuned for more after this.